Good afternoon, everybody. This is Robert Hoffman. This is Chris Panico. This is a slightly ill Al San Valentin. Ill, Ill San Valentin. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm introducing. I'm introducing the podcast. This is. This is not a time for jokes. This is not a time for nonsense. And excuse me. And I just want to welcome you all back to No Nonsense Storytime, a podcast where we take the nonsense out of story time. <laughs> At least we try. We do our best. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't like. We don't even say what we do anymore. At yeah. least I don't. Yeah, we, do, I, we take. Uh, I mean, we take kids' books. Bobby, I think you're. Please finish what you're saying. We take kids' books. And we get rid of the nonsense. <laughs> I think I think you're pretty committed to sticking to that slogan. Yeah, far far more than I. Am. I I think I I think I say it differently every time though. Yeah, but you always say some some, uh, some uninformative, <laughs> redundant thing. Yes. Look, this is episode number twenty four. If people don't know what we do by now, that's on them. That's true. Maybe, I mean, people could be starting here. Yeah, exactly. Why would you start at episode twenty four? Uh, but then you want to know if you this like well, if it's good now, that means it was good before. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And then continue I'm just, to go. I'm when I, if I listen one. to a new podcast, a lot of times I will listen to, unless I I know that it's something I want to listen to, I, if I'm just trying it out, I will pick sort of a later episode just to see like, because then you've got your, your, your game together. Bobby, there's you know? only one time where it's acceptable not to start at episode one. And that's when you're watching Star Wars. Oh my God. <laughs> huh. Well, it was disgusting. <laughs> I didn't do that. I spent about sixty seconds thinking about it while you were speaking. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess I at think that that's part point, of being a sociopath. <laughs> um, what was I was gonna say? Something important. The book oh, that we're gonna do. If you're listening to this podcast right now, and this is your first time listening to it, mm-hmm. here's what you do: turn off this episode, and at the very least, go back to the beginning of the Doctor Seuss. You know. Yes, our Doctor Seuss series. Doctor Seuss, Doctor Seuss, Doctor Seuss, which I've been told is actually the way he wanted it pronounced. Seuss. Really? I thought it was Seuss. 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 Yeah, I, I was listening to some other podcast and they were Doctor Sauce. About it. <laughs> <laughs> sauce Doctor. Doctor Sauce. <laughs> he apparently wanted it to be Seuss, and no one would pronounce it right, and eventually he just gave up. He was like, fine, if that's my Because Soisical, the Mjoisical. The Mjoisical. They never would have made a musical. The It's They would have made a, what? Soisical, the, no. Soisical, the Moisical. They would have made a Moisical. That's what they would have done. Come on. I gotta do this again. You really gonna see her laughing, Moisical? <laughs> Don't keep talking. We'll just keep laughing. All right. <laughs> well, it is way too early to be starting this right now. All right, we're doing Hop on Pop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hop on Pop, but Doctor Soyce. <laughs> that one's for you. <laughs> That's yes. one. That one's for you, Geisel. <laughs> yep. Hop on Pop. Um, and this week, Al is going to be telling us a little bit about the book before we get into it. So, ow. So, Hop and Pop is much like the last book, uh, when fish to fish, red fish, blue fish, where it was, where it's a like pretty much a couple of like vignettes stuck together, 
But I think this is also kind of like, what was the other one with the tongue twisters? Uh, Fox and Socks? Oh, it's kind of like Fox and Socks. A little bit more like in terms of words, more like Fox and Socks. Um, and I guess it's like one of the early readers. This is a lot of very like short, easy words that are rhyming with each other that have like very similar like word endings, like cup and pup and up. Um, and then like, you know, doing it, like doing them in like the little vignettes in the specific orders and then like reversing their orders or like stuff like that. And then, you know, with, it, with this accompanying soysicle <laughs> um, illustrations. Cool. Yeah. Right, let's go on. Yeah. Chris, what's the moral of the story of Pop on Pop? <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the moral of the story is you should not hop on top of no, Pop. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's very clearly lying. It is right and good to jump on your father's belly. <laughs> well, no, he says, no, you shouldn't. The also, book is called Hop on Pop. It's not called refrain from hopping on popping. Okay, it's, it you know what it is? It's. If your name is Pat, you need to be careful what you sit on. That's true. <laughs> because Although sometimes Pat's really good at sitting, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I got for the moral. Um, okay, maybe, maybe a bit more seriously, the moral is just some words rhyme with each other. <laughs> I think that's what you're supposed to learn from it, right? Yes. Is that, that's right. ooh, rhymes, ooh, they sound cool. That's why you're here, to bring us back to reality. Yeah, get rid of this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, let's let's do it. Uh, setting of Hop on Pop. Um, the setting on... The setting of Hop on Pop. There's like multiple settings. It could be. And a couple non-settings. We know there's a wall. Is it in China? It's um, a brick wall. I guess, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, it looks smaller than the Great Wall of China. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah, unless the these Berlin are just Wall? gigantic creatures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of notable walls right now. Yeah. Just spitballing. There are a lot of spitballing. walls. Spitballing. If, if our job is to come up with a location that contains a wall, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is there anything else that's notable? I mean, okay, a wall's not notable. Is there anything notable in the book? As far as location. So a lot of the stuff's indoors. Yeah. I mean, we do yeah, there's a bed. We don't see a lot of detail, you know? It shows characters and then sort of just very rough outlines of the area they're in. Mm-hmm. Like a herald in the purple crayon kind of thing. Right. So yeah, we, yeah, we, we don't get much. We, we know because this is part of our series and we've decided beforehand that Ned Knox is somewhere in this book. Um, have... Did we decide that Ned Knox was somewhere in one of the earlier series? One of the earlier episodes, rather? Oh, like, like the location? We, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember. Neither do I. My brain is thinking <laughs> we said Canada. I think but so. I'm not positive. We had to, I think, because yeah. I was thinking that, too. Yeah. Okay. If you were I, thinking I, that, I then definitely. I remember that. Yes. Okay. So we're in so Canada. It, it Possibly, at least. We have a lead. Yeah. Prove that we're in Canada because we know that Ned Knox, at some point in his life, is in Canada. Right. Um. Seems as good a place as any to hop on pop, if you ask me. Yeah, I think um. Saying pop, is is a Canadian thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely true. Yep. Like soda pop. Yeah. Or like. 
No. Like, is it to uh, refer to your father? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Fa- yeah. A. We have said things that we're not sure about. What was the before. we I said like there were no hashtag there are bears in England. Bears in England. That's what. Yeah. That's that what wasn't was. true. Whatever. Canadians always call their fathers pop. Yep, that is our new sweeping statement. Definitely a fact. All Canadians, like, but only people call their dads pop are from Canada. Let's see. Who can think of a Canadian right now? Someone Let's, they know. Okay. She's from Canada. Does she call her father Pop? That I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I Some feel fan. like in interviews she's referred to him as dad, though. Some fan. Well, yeah, because she's given... Because uh, a lot of her audience is for the United States. She just wants to be related. More of her audience is definitely from Canada. Okay, but... She's a Juno Award winner. But... No Grammys look, yet, though. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the, what, the, the thing of it, you see... <laughs> Honestly, you make this work. It's not what you want, and nothing against the Juno Awards. They're great. I love one. But what you want is that Grammy, you know? And so you gotta you gotta seem as American as possible. It's awful. It's awful that's the way it is. But that's that's the way it is. Look at Nickelback. (laughs) They're from Canada. They're being as American as they possibly can be. I'm really getting mad about the parallels being drawn here. Nickelback, Lights, Stop. Avril Lavigne? Yeah. Avril Lavigne's first album's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah, also, her most Canadian album. Yeah. You know, she went down that path. She went down the dad path. <laughs> Let's talk about Hop on Pop. Nothing is, there's nothing funny happening. I'm laughing because he's laughing. I know. <laughs> you just said the dad path. What's what? She did. <laughs> oh, I'm actually. It's a simple concept, out. Chris. Why do you have to go and make things so complicated? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can keep that part. Why? <laughs> well, now you can't. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's hop on pop. Let's talk about hop on pop. Let's hop all over this pop. <laughs> Let's hop this pop. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> last time we spent a lot of our episode talking about this and that before we actually got to Ned, and maybe we should just jump straight to Ned. What do you think? Let's feel free to disagree you think there's value yeah let's jump right to ned let's jump uh, no no okay. what I do you think of, i kind of like uh deconstructing the book first yeah and then go, get, okay. getting into ned all right you know build the suspense a little longer yeah. so we start with a pup yeah the pup's in a cup yeah there's a wall and all of those they're all playing ball, they're on, all the playing wall. ball on the wall mm-hmm. they all fall off the wall they all fall off the wall um where do we go from there? Let I I want to actually say something. You guys may disagree. Okay. Uh, and this is just something to sort of frame the context, the contextual point of view that we're looking at this book from. Okay. The title of the book is Hop on Pop. Mm-hmm. What have we been talking about? We've been talking about Ned Knox, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and Ned Knox is famous for pioneering a style of music. What's that style of music called? Knox Hop. Knox Hop. <laughs> hop on Pop. This <gasps> book was written <laughs> as sort of a story of the beginnings of Ned Knox. Knox Hop on Pop. Or maybe sort of the beginnings of Knox Hop. You know, that's why it's not all centered around Ned Knox. But right at the crucial, you know, the turning point of the book is, oh, this is how Ned Knox, this is, you know, and it's it's very, a lot of metaphors in here. A lot of, there's a, I don't want to say metaphors. A lot of, um, a lot of speaking through images, you know, they're not telling us exactly what they want us to know. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of saying, here's the, you know, showing us the pup. And then we have to figure out. Why, why is this, why are we looking at this pup in a cup? Why is that important to the foundations of Knox Hop? You know what I mean? Okay. You feel me? Do you disagree? You gonna fight me on this one? No. I don't like fighting with you, Bobby. (laughs) Are are you saying that it's like a movie about... Is it a biopic? Knox Hop? No, no. I mean, it's a book. It's a book. It's a book. It's a book. But, But yes, sort of. Sort of um, <clears throat> like a behind the music documentary book. Okay, okay, cool. Um, but not about just Ned Knox. About right, Knox Hop. Right. He was an important figure, obviously. Then who's Pat? Well, that's, that's a great question. Yeah, so Pat might be another important figure in the scene. We gotta figure out. Yeah. So why don't we break down the characters? Sure. We have Pat. We have. We have Pop. We have Pop. And, the two and we have little Ned. Guys who are jumping Ted. On. Ted. Red. Red. And it's, it's Ed, Ed, isn't it? Ed. Ed. Yeah. Yes. So those yeah. four, Pat, Pop. I think those are all the the named characters, at least. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, there's a Pup. Pup. You could say Pup. Yeah. That's not really named. I do know someone whose cat whose cat is named Cat. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. What's that what's that person's name? Is it person? <laughs> <laughs> no, their name's actually pretty cool. I'm not gonna say who it is though. Because... Yeah, I didn't actually. Their friend's, oh, their friend's oh cat gosh. name is Puppy. We forgot about Mr. Brown. Oh, Mr. Oh, Brown. Oh, Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Yeah. Right. Pup up, brown down. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Okay. Brown. Is out of town. All right, so we got a few different characters. And there's Mr. Black. Is this also the one with the family? And like, oh, there is a family. This one, that one, is my other brother. Yep, yep, yeah, man, we forgot. Okay, more characters than we thought. So we do have to talk about the other brother. We got to talk about. I mean that that's where we. Oh, there's a Jim as well. Yep, Jim. (coughs) This. I think, I think we got all of that there. Um, so we do have a return of Mouse. Uh, yeah. If you remember, Mouse. Mouse was in two of our books. Mm-hmm. Um, He's in Fox and Socks. Yeah, and then in the last Asian. book we did, um, which was One Fish, Two, two fish, fish, and the Mouse was just sort of in the room. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So this Mouse, I feel like, has been. He's been... All along the all along the ride here. Yeah. So like we should definitely assume there's a connection between Knox and and the mouse. Yeah. Either the mouse belongs to Knox or the 
Maybe it's our like friends. a like a I don't want to say spirit animal, but like some sort of like lifelong guide. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Jiminy cricket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something with a mouse, but Stuart I know Cinderella Little. had oh, Stuart Stuart <laughs> <laughs> I think that's thing already though. Oh, oh, you're trying to think of something instead of Jiminy Mouse, Jiminy Cricket, right? Um, like, um, like, uh, Cinderella had her mice. She did. Right, so we got a precedent. Yeah. Noxorelli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can help the Noxorelli. That sounds like a cheese. <laughs> it does. <laughs> all right, so those are all the characters. <laughs> I think building out from Knox here would help because we know Knox already. Okay, so we, we have get, reference. So we want to look at these other characters and see who they are. Y- yes, we definitely do. From and using Knox as our starting point. Correct. That's okay. what I think. I think that's the easiest way to to build out. Great, let's go to the bed. Yeah, so we know, of course, that it's Ned Knox, and in the bed we see um, Red, Ned, Ted, and Ed yeah. in bed. So what's the relationship here? Who are they It to each other? Why are they all in the same bed? So they all have rhyming names. Indeed. I don't think that's a coincidence. It would be quite a coincidence if it was. Um... Al, what do you think? What do it? Um, I think we said that they were related, but not like not either, not directly related. Like yeah, yeah. So, so we 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 talked about cousins. this a little while ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. When we first sat down, like six weeks ago. Yeah. And cu- cousins was. It? it could be cousins, or maybe even adopted. Okay. Yeah. So. They- Oh, yeah, because they look, like, not all of them look. They all look like completely different. So they one of them, the there's the family at the end of the book. Yes. And one of them is part of the family. I think it's Ed. I'm not positive. Yeah, it is. Father, mother, sister, brother. Well, it doesn't say for sure which one is Ed. But, yes, we assume that one is Ed. The one on the Based end. on what they look like. Yes. Um, and, and they're the all in bed. other brother, this one is my other brother, that's Ed, at the end of the book. So Ed was adopted. From this bed place, place where they're in a bed. Not that it's a. Like, oh, you think they, they, it was adop- they were adopted from there afterwards? Yes. Oh. I do think that. I think. So here's what I think. I think they all have these rhyming names. They're, they're in some sort of like adoption place that, you know, that's just sort of. They're not really treated very well. They're all. Pretty happy in they, the bed. They do look happy because they're with their they're they're with each other. They they love each they other. Love each other. That's cute. But they were all just kind of thrown these names that just rhyme. It's like uh, uh, Ed. You have red hair. Ned, You're red. Ted. Yeah, red. Aww. And then the rest of them just rhymed because they <laughs> didn't true. feel like th- getting to know these kids well enough and to give them names. It's four of them in one bed, which is too many. Yeah, too many. It's not a big bed either. Right. Which is a theme in Mister Knox's life. Yes. So. That's the thing. This bed. <coughs> and, well, Al, go ahead. You were, you were the one who 
came at us with the bed last time, right? We were going to talk about the bed, and then you cut in, and you were like, no, 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 we're going to explain that next time. Oh, yeah. We did say that... So take the glory of the genius <laughs> of the bed. We did say that the... Uh, we did connect this bed with the bed that Mr. Knox was in. Oh. Where he was yep. bedridden in. Is it like the same his, bed? Yeah. Where that's his why legs are sticking so out. Oh. Oh, that is why it's so small. They just oh. cut holes in the bed. So he could s- stay in it. Yep. He could sleep in it. Wait, okay. Okay, so that makes Knox. me think... That that makes me less inclined to believe that they're in an orphanage. I think that they just grew up in this home, and I don't know. Maybe they didn't have a lot of money, so all of them had to share the same bed. But then, why is Ed the other brother of this other family later? What do you mean by later? Later in the book, Ed is then with a different family. Well, no, that's the first time kid. we see that family. That doesn't mean that they don't exist before that. Yeah, but I'm saying. Why is? Do you see what I mean? Beginning, he's with these three other kids. That right. if we assume they're his brothers, then why does he have a different family that doesn't contain those brothers? Oh. That's what I'm saying. Ed gets adopted at the end. The other three, who's to say? I don't think it's that real. I mean, maybe Ed it, gets adopted, right? Right. Other two get adopted that aren't Ned, and then it's just Ned in the bed. And then Ned, whatever happens to him, he gets to keep the bed because he's the only one using it. There's <laughs> no way an orphan or, unless you take the bed with the kid. Or, or listen, they get old. He he doesn't take the bed. He grows up, and then what's the name of the person in the last episode we did? We just gave them phony. A, phony. Phony. <laughs> phony goes tracks down this bed <laughs> because they're like, okay, you. I want to give you the ultimate comfort. What's more comforting than your childhood bed? I'll fit, find it, and you won't fit in it perfectly, so I'll cut some holes in it. Phony is... That would also the caretaker prove Phony there. to be very disconnected from reality, I would think. Phony was already disconnected from reality. If someone told me to sleep in my childhood bed, I would be very uncomfortable. That's what happens. <laughs> Dude, they could have just been like a foster home, and like the four of them were in a that foster makes, home together, and then that would be that you'd be you'd have an easier time oh, getting and Ned's the bed the one that back. Stays. Yeah, you know, maybe Ned kept contact with foster folks, yeah. foster family. Okay, and was like, okay, can I get the bed back? Or maybe he goes back to the foster, like when he has his breakdown, maybe he goes back to the foster yeah, family. Yeah. Well, but last like, last oh. time what we put together was that Phony was some relation to Ned. Yeah, yeah. And was in possession of this bed already. <laughs> yes. You know. So maybe. So it wasn't response to his his illness. It was they had it. And they're like, well, you're here. Well. You need to come here because I have space here. Yeah. And look, I have your old bed. Right. So there you had the old bed there. Which I think completely checks out what Al just said. Phony was... His foster parent? His foster parent. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Okay, there we go. Or foster aunt. I don't know. Foster, yeah. Foster something. Foster fam. Foster fam. Okay. Okay. That makes sense to me. So... 
They're all being, all four of them are being fostered by phony. By phony, right. <laughs> when they're kids. When they're kids. Um, then the other three get adopted. Ed, Ned, no, not Ned. Ed, Red, and Ted. Ted, yeah. yeah. They all get adopted. Um, we see the one at the end. Very happy about it. We should assume the other two get adopted at some point. But Ned never leaves. Okay, got it. I'm with you. I'm with you. So he's fostered through his whole childhood, mm-hmm. which I imagine is pretty rough. Yeah. For a Knox. Yeah. So this, so something in there is definitely. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Pa- a pattern emerge. Over the course of these next three books that we've already done, I shouldn't say next. These last three books that take place in the future, in <laughs> You know, relative to the book. In Knox time. In Knox time. In Knox minutes. <laughs> now, now, there is one There's one page. Um, I forget what the picture on it is, but the, the text is uh, thing, thing. What is that thing? Thing, sing. That thing can sing. Mm-hmm. Song, long. A long, long song. Goodbye, thing. You sing too long. You sing too long. Um, I'm, I, I don't think that the thing is Ned, but perhaps it's something that Ned is exposed to. Yeah. Like during his childhood in this mm-hmm. situation, and it's where he gets the the rap bug. Yeah, uh, the music, uh-huh. the music you know? that lives within him. Yeah, comes from this thing music that sings life. too long, yeah. and that's why he later felt he had sung too long <laughs> with the rap game. Must be. Yeah, it was this thing. Wow, the things there. So. Maybe it's it's a sort of situation like this. Ned's in the foster family with Red, Ed, and Ted. Red, Ed, and Ted see this thing, and they're like, hey, that thing sings for too long. It's annoying. <laughs> and then Ned, who has these like secret aspirations of being a musician, is going to live for his whole life feeling like, am I past my prime? Am, have I been singing for too long? Right. And ultimately, he's going to say, yes, yes, I have. I'm going to quit. Yeah. Until Sam I Am comes along. And revives him for a little while, but... Ultimately. Ultimately happens again. Yeah. Brings him right back to the same bed. Back to square one. Yeah. Rosebud. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Ned Knox. Aw. This is rough. Do we ever see any of those other characters throughout the rest of Ned's storyline? Um, Ted, Ed, or Red. This whole storyline, like with the other three books. Yeah. Yeah. Do we? I'm not sure if we do. So here's the thing. Red. This is a connection. It's not necessarily anything. Red has red hair. Yes. Okay. Next person that changes Knox's life. The Fox and Sox. Who is red? Mm-hmm. Next person who changes Ned's life, Sam I Am, who wears a red hat. Yeah. Wow. See what I'm saying? There's a lot of red imagery red, following red, red. him around. Yeah. Um, is that coincidence or is it by his design in some way? I don't know. I, well, I'm, I, so I'm saying is maybe his interaction with red as a child sort of set him up to just sort of trust the color red or something. That's some kind of 
some kind of weight in his psyche. Yeah, I mean, we know based on the way that he interacts with Fox and with Sam I Am is that he knows them before the books happen. Yeah. You know, so he's already developed some type of rapport with them, whether it's good or bad. So I think it it makes sense that whether it's trust or whether it's, you know, the inverse of that and it's like distrust mm-hmm. or the aversion. Aversion. Oh, I like that word. Yeah. Nice. Like an aversion to to the color red. That that relationship was forged by red mm-hmm. and his, his their relationship with him yeah. as a kid. Maybe he misses red. Oh. Maybe. Maybe oh. red was like 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 recognize his like early interest in music and was like, You should do it. Yeah. Come on, you should do it. And And then he sees that same thing from yeah, Fox. yeah, exactly. But Same. then he's like still a, a, like resistant to it. So, so who's bringing the self consciousness? Yeah, like maybe yeah. Red was like, no, you should do it, and then like little Knox was like, no, I can't. I'm too shy. <laughs> I yeah, can't do I wonder it. is is there anything in this book that that is telling as far as like maybe something happened to Red. To Red? Yeah. Like like what do you mean? I don't know. Maybe he like. Died oh early. All right, or so here, here's I something. Know, I here's something. That, I know. No, no, no. Listen, listen. So we have the red. Okay, after the red part, we have the pat part. Pat, pat. They call him Pat. Sat on a hat. The next part. Listen. Sad dad, bad hat. Dad is sad. Very, very <laughs> sad. He oh. had a bad day. What a day, dad had. Oh no. Oh my god. <laughs> the next part is the thing. Thing. What is that thing? So, oh my god, Red dies, and then Ned finds music to cope with the loss of his brother. And the people around him tell him to stop. Yeah, but he clings to music, and then he finds these red um, people in his life that help him with music. Like, those are the only people that push him along on this music path because he clings to them because they remind him of Red. Who is the person that didn't tell him, you know, he sang too long or whatever. It's also like yeah. connecting, like his greatest joy in life is also connecting to his, like one of like the tragedies of his life. Yeah. Yeah. This got real like, sad, y'all. Yeah. Very sad. I mean, that happens sometimes. Yeah. When you, when you pull the trappings of nonsense away, mm-hmm. you're left with grim reality. Yep. Um... And then shortly after, what Bobby pointed out is where we get to the title line. Hop, pop, we like to hop, we like to hop on top of pop. Stop, you must not hop on top of pop. This could be more metaphorical mm-hmm. in the way that, like, dealing with this trauma, pop, pop, foster pop, yeah, yeah, is, like, unable to cope with the difficulties of the position that he's now in right. with all of these other children and Right. Red died. He probably feels responsible or something. I mean, he's just, it's it's going to be hard no matter what, you know. Yeah, I mean, right. if you're in a position where you are taking care of somebody and then something right. bad happens to them, you're going to feel responsible, right, regardless of what happened. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um we don't need to decide what happened. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that's important. Yeah, we don't have to go. Um, deep into it. But 
That is a really good explanation for why Ned Knox has all of this self-doubt mm-hmm. hesitancy yeah. when it comes to his performances and his, his just, you know, ability. Yeah. Um, we still have Mr. Brown and Mr. Black. Yeah. Do you think they're like... Huh, let's see, hold on. Oh, wait. Mr. Brown and Mrs. Brown. Mr. Brown upside down. Pup up, brown down. Puppy's down. Where's Brown? Where's Brown? There's Brown. Mr. Brown is out of time. Back, black, brown came back. Brown came back with Mr. Black. Snack, snack, eat a snack. <laughs> eat a snack with brown and black. Oh, I got it. I, I got mean, it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Mr. Brown. So we know Mr. Brown. If you are a Dodger Seuss fan, you know Mr. Brown can move, can you? Yes. Mr. Brown can make all these impressive sounds. He can make all these impressive sounds. He works in the recording industry. He's the guy that discovers Knox. Mm-hmm. He leaves town, comes back with Mr. Black, who's like, you know, he's he's like a producer or something. And then they go and they eat a snack. They go get like lunch together or something. Oh, yeah. Talk about lunch. business, you know, talk about music. Oh, that's where we get to start. What about Mrs. Brown, though? Mrs. Brown? Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown, Mr. Brown upside down. I mean, she's just, she's overshadowed by by Mr. Brown's fa- I mean, Ooh. you know, Typical. talking about Dr. Seuss here, all yeah. of the characters are yeah. just, they're all male characters. Yeah, yeah it's very it's fine. That's true. Okay. <coughs> Man, you're just like hitting every single curveball today, Bobby. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I feel like, I feel like that's kind of, we've, we've, I, I think we, yeah, I think we got like, the story down. Does anybody want to say anything about Pat? No, Pat, no, don't sit on that. Pat sat on Bat? Pat's really good at setting things. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe he was a really, one of the really young foster children and like, while they were going, wait, did the pat sat on that happen before Red dies? Mm, yeah, right after, actually. Right after, okay. So, he, while they're... Oh, no, wait, no, 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 before, right before. before. Yes. Oh, okay. Right after right before. they're in bed. Yeah. And then right before okay. Sad Dad. I was going to say, maybe, like, all of this, like, all these logistical things are happening with Red and Red's funeral and, like... Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been a kid at a funeral home, but it's, like, what do you do? And you just move around all the rooms. That's true. That's when I, I drank that coffee experience. for the first time. Because, <laughs> like, what else do you do yeah. when you're a kid? It's a very memorable experience as a kid. Because it's like, what? What is like? Oh, this is a kind of place that there is. Yeah. And everything's there's like a smell to it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're sort of othered. In that scenario, because no one's really telling you what's going on. Yeah, and like you're unable to connect really with what's happening, like on that, like fully developed brain level, you know. Yeah. Um, You know, you can't have any fun. Yeah, it's just like not the appropriate time. Right, and if you have fun, people get mad at you. Right, so that's what happened to me. (laughs) Like my thought was, he's in that situation, so Pat's just. Like, the only thing that they can do is just, like, move to different places and, like, try, like, sitting at different angles. Uh 
different surfaces. Rooms, different sur- yeah, like there's a heater, there's a shelf, there are chairs, there's a couch. <laughs> there's a cat, there's a cactus. Yeah. Maybe a cactus if you want home. I can see that. Okay, yeah. I can see that. Dependent. I can see that. Yeah. But this is before that happens. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think your explanation tells us what's going on here. It's a kid just doing dumb good stuff and getting hurt. Yeah. You know, I, it's part of the story. Somebody yeah, in... If nothing else, I would say he's one of the... Or Pat is one of the other foster children. Yeah, or something. Or a friend. Or Yeah. He's he's there. He's there in, in Knox's life. Cool, mm-hmm. okay. You said that. Settled it. Anything else? Should we go on? Should we... We should go on if there's anything else. I don't know. I feel like we kind of... Went through the whole book. Yeah, I'm honestly I'm happy. I am too. And Al? we've been pretty efficient. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Should we do like an arc of the, like do a recap yeah. of the whole Knox arc? Yeah. Sure. The Knox cycle. Sure. Knox cycle. Looking for a good pun in here, but it's. Um, so we start. Should we just go chronologically? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, so we start <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. Knox's childhood. Yep. He is in a foster home with Phony mm-hmm. and his three brothers, I guess. Who he yep. sees his brothers. And Pat, so four. <laughs> but he, Pat doesn't share a bed with them. No. <laughs> um, you have to cross, uh, you have to Pat's draw old, the line. Pat looks older, so he gets his own room. Yeah, that's he, true. That's true. Um, or at least his own bed. And Red, unfortunately, dies. Um, and this is very difficult for the foster father, who we whom we don't see later in, when Phony comes back. So that's something. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what happens exactly, but you know it's very hard on Pop. And Ned discovers music through the thing that sings. He meets Mister Brown and Mister Black. Gets maybe like a recording contract or something. Mm-hmm. Um, gets into the scene. And then we move on to Fox and Sox. Who wants to take that one? Um, I can take that one over. I feel like you should. So the, the you're, you're in love with Fox and Sox. I love that. That's my favorite Dr. Seuss book, hands down. Socks down. <laughs> Socks down. <laughs> um, in the interim between um, Hop on Pop and Fox and Sox, he becomes a, a rapper of some some <laughs> level of yeah. achievement. Some stature, if you will. <laughs> um, however, at the the onset on the the onset of Fox and Sox, he's having a lot of trouble. You know, we might not say he's out of the game, but he's not like his flow is messed up. He's yeah. just not like spitting yeah, yeah, yeah. the rhymes that he used to be able to. So Fox in Sox, one of his colleagues, comes and he tries to help him by like giving him these these like rap exercises and it's really difficult for Knox. It's not it's not a type of rapping that he's used to. It's it ties his tongue up and he gets frustrated and angry and eventually he lashes out at Fox and Sox while at the same time assimilating the lessons that Fox has tried to teach him. Mm-hmm. Alright. Al you wanna take uh, Green eggs and ham. Green eggs and ham. Yeah. So... Yeah, and you can fill in the in betweens as well. Yeah, okay. So, um, Knox takes his lessons from 
the box and he you know has like a decent career and then falls out of it again for whatever reason he's out of it for a number for a number of years and then uh and you know new guy sam comes around and with the with this kind of with this kind of wrapping did we name it no, we didn't name or, de- or uh, identify it the other way. Yeah, we didn't identify Sam's right. style. Sam's style. It's just very performative and. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's very flashy. That was very that flashy, was a distinction. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of very planned there was... out. Ooh, think like um, Bo Burnham's form of comedy. I don't know if you've I'm seen sure. like a Bo Burnham special. No. Sam, I am. It's Bo Burnham's. What you're saying? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you've seen his specials. Before, yeah. Right. They're like so ridiculously Whoa. planned out. Bo to Burnham's the book is called Egghead. <laughs> green eggs just yeah. saying this, yeah alright Sam Lam equals Bo Burnham okay Sam ahead. style alright alright so Sam comes you know comes around with the Sam style it's all like there's a lot of props and planning and stuff it's pretty flashy and it's not the kind of style that Mr. Knox liked so he wasn't very impressed about it you know also very salty about show business and all that and fame so he's really resistant at first, but then Sam's like, "No, you should. I want to challenge you. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to, I want to get into this rap battle with one of the old guy, one of the old masters." And Mister Knox is like, "No," and Mister and Sam's like, "No, come on." And then eventually he acquiesces and finds joy again in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and invents Knoxhop. Invents yeah. Knoxhop. Yep. And then we get to the grand finale, which is one fish, two fish. Yeah. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Red fish, red fish. Red fish, red fish. Which is, is Mr. Knox, I don't know, relapses. I don't know what the word is. I don't know. I don't know word to use in this situation. Mr. Knox falls He's burned out. out again. He's burned out. He just, yeah. You know. Burn out again. Yeah. I think it's sort of what we were saying. He just he feels like his song has been too long again. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have anyone there like Fox. He doesn't have anyone there like Red, like Sam to say, no, your song isn't too long. Keep singing it. So he quits for what I he assume retires. is the final time. Retires. Yeah. Uh, goes and lives with Phony once again. Back to square one. Mm-hmm. Same tiny little bed. Um. And and we said that he was having like a mental episode. Yeah, he like, just like sort of, he just sort of, bur- like he, he burns out. Great. He doesn't, he's not doing great yet. And that's where we leave him. So I think for this, for this whole big arc, we should do two things. One, we should do a moral for our book that we just did, the new moral. Mm-hmm. I'd say B. We should probably talk about an overall moral. And maybe like what happens after? Like prediction. Yeah. yeah, predictions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, wait. So wait. A moral. The new moral for Hop on Pop. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start there. Okay. And then overarching moral. And then yeah. And predictions. Yeah. Cool. Do you have a new moral out? I think Chris wanted to. Go. Oh, Chris. <laughs> um. The new moral for Hop on Pop. 
<laughs> it's just such a sad. It got real heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, and I guess that like tragedy is unavoidable, regardless of your age. Yeah, and um, sometimes you're not, pre- you're too young to be prepared for it. Yeah, you know, and I think Knox is an unfortunate victim of circumstance here, where he was not prepared, like just developmentally to handle the tragedy that he mm-hmm. did and it impacts him for the rest of his life maybe it, uh, a lot of times the things that cause us to suffer the most in our lives and the things because of which we feel the most joy are very closely mm-hmm. tied together yeah. I think that's true for sure that's all uh, it's my turn yeah <laughs> um yeah, I think that, you know, jumping off of that, no matter what, um, no matter how, like, awful life can be, uh, just keep, just keep singing your song. Keep singing your song. Like, as it. long as you can. <laughs> Hashtag Pete the Cat. Hashtag Pete the Cat. <laughs> we have to do Pete the Cat. We, we gotta do Pete the Cat someday. Pete the cat. Maybe we can do Pete the Cat next. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do Pete the Cat next. Okay. Right, uh, we'll keep continue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just keep singing your song. Just keep it going. Um, be receptive to the things in your life that remind you to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, moral for the the whole thing. Yeah. I so I I feel like since Al, you were our special guest for this for this big long Doctor Seuss arc that we've done. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should, you should round us out here. Oh gosh, I agree with your, with your Seuss knowledge, your Swiss knowledge, <laughs> Sus, sweet Swiss, whatever it is, Swayze? With your Swayze, Doctor Swayze, with your Doctor Swayze knowledge. <laughs> what do you think is the the big overarching moral of the life of Ned Knox? What do we have to learn? Oh gosh. Um, um <laughs> my first thought is life is hard. <laughs> life is hard. <laughs> and it can be distilled down into like its simplest form and be presentable to a child and in like rhymes <laughs> and like goofy illustrations. Um, but you can't beat the facts of life so like why like why sugarcoat it in that way and just be upfront about it like why not tell that little kid at the funeral like it's a funeral yeah and this is what's going on and this per- and you know this person is dead and death happens and it's just going to keep happening and you know there's no hang-ups about it it's nothing personal yeah well said well said <laughs> this was fun yeah this, was this has fun. been an experiment for us we've never done like a long series i mean four weeks for us that was long yeah you know we've never done multi-parts before right no, no. this is the first how do y'all feel about it yeah loved it you're our first guest too yeah, yeah. i think that was successful to be your first guest and Very now exciting. we just want to do more guests yeah and guests we're getting guests. guest requests 
Yes. Requests. 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 <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this right now, please do let us know what you think of guest appearances, what kind of things you'd like to see in guest appearances, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Should we, we should make our predictions now? Yeah, yeah let's make our predictions. Um, I don't think he comes out of it. Okay. I know that sounds like a bummer. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of a downer fella. But I just, I don't, it, he's gone through it so many times. It's a pattern, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've identified a clear pattern in, okay. in like, how he interacts with his art and his expression and how it relates to his physical <laughs> and mental well-being, and it <coughs> never goes well, you know? That's true. So I... I'm very skeptical that Mr. Knox could ever overcome this at this point. And that makes me very sad to say. Yeah. Um, here are my thoughts. There's one thing on this earth that I know. It's that you can't stay out of that rap game. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bobby? You can't stay out of that rap game. You try to leave, you're going to come back. He'll be back. Okay. Until the day you die. Until you collapse, experience? you'll be spilling these raps. <laughs> Is that it's evident lyrics or something? It's, it's close to it. I've, I don't think it's spilling. It's probably spitting. I don't think he's spilling the raps. They're I just love sort Eminem. Of, just sort of <laughs> falling out of his mouth. When I was in fourth grade, my I got my babysitter to buy me like an Eminem cassette. It was the Marshall uh, Mathers LP. Oh gosh! It was edited though. You got your babysitter too. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, it was great. You're, you're like, hey, well, I'm she... in fourth grade, and don't tell my parents about <laughs> well, this. She... She's like. Whoa. Well, she was on vacation with us, and she convinced my parents that it was okay. Oh, okay. Oh, because it's the pre- for like the edited version. Yeah, that's Which, pretty good. The edited version of the Marshall Mathers LP is still not appropriate. It's for like half theater. an LP. That, he's not appropriate. Period. No, no. <laughs> for, okay. I'm gonna well, that's that what I had. Myself. It was great. No, no. This is please share your opinions on our podcast no. now. <laughs> I want you to personally attack Marshall Mathers, <laughs> the man, on our children's book podcast. That's <laughs> what oh, that's, I had it. It's okay. If we could get Eminem to do a diss, a diss track about no nonsense story time, that'll set our career off. We'll be like Machine Gun Kelly all over again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it'll be like. That'll be great. Um, so that's my prediction. He's getting back in there. Okay. There's no stopping Knox. Wow. It's gonna Knox he, like, pop right back up. Do you think it is like a Snoop Dogg rebrand? Um, yeah. Knox Lion. Knox Lion. <laughs> no, I really just said that to be contrarian. There's no. He's not. He's he's in that bed forever. He's done. <laughs> what do you think, Al? <laughs> I'm glad you talked about your fake opinion for three minutes. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny to say, and it was. <laughs> I actually think he would get out of it. I don't think he's gonna go yeah. back. I think he is like done with the spotlight. Okay. Um, but I think he's gonna do like a lot of self reflection and just like figure out what is most important to him. Um, I kind of imagine being like more of like a mentor, and like maybe teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe writing, but like just maybe leaving a more like simple, quieter life. That could be cool. Yeah. 
dig it. Yeah, I kind of like. I just, I kind of also maybe just hope that it works out. No, for him. I think that's good. I now that you've said that, I feel like <laughs> hope is the right way to go, because maybe being back in this bed that he shared with Red, his childhood oh, loss. That is morbid. It, now yes. that you're saying that, <laughs> it's it's, it's really awful, morbid. but it's gonna it's gonna like allow him to oh. actually confront yeah. what the problem has been this whole time you know uh, uh-huh. to go yeah. back regress so that you can grow the right way yeah from the bottom up i, like that. <laughs> I think that's good pop up yeah <laughs> i'm just imagining people growing out of feet now yeah. <laughs> like you're born in feet mm-hmm. and the rest of you just gets there right right now mr brown is down but soon, Pup will be up. You don't have a hand until you're like nine. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, doctors are always like, it's a boy, it's a girl. And like, doctors are going to have to finally, like, like give give up the shams. You know, just like, look, I don't know, okay? I don't know. I can't do anything with feet. That's <laughs> I'm not a podiatrist. I don't know what it's it's feet. What do you want me to say? <laughs> it's a human. Congratulations. You got the feet are out of you now. Great. <laughs> Would but they be connected by anything? <laughs> or would they just be two separate two feet? Two separate feet. You gotta keep them together. <laughs> so they connect. Because if they yeah, if they eventually grow into legs and connect to the pelvis. So oh you can, you can have them separate for a few years, but once they get to that connecting point, you better have them once, in the same once room. Once they're past the knees, they should be together. Yeah, yeah, just to be safe. <laughs> we need to write a book about this. That's okay. one feet, two feet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, the foot book. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we're, we, did we did it. We did it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to No Nonsense Storytime. I'm Chris Panico. I'm Robert Hoffman. I'm Allison Valentine. We would once again like to thank Al for joining us. Yes, Thanks thank for so inviting much, me to join you. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, Maybe we'll been... bring you back another day. Oh, I hope so. Um, yeah, don't count on it. <laughs> next week we're gonna our, get, our people will talk to your people next week we're gonna get back to our our usual episodes no more long form for now um, we're gonna be starting with pete the cat i love my white shoes by james dean and my phone died so i don't have the other okay Eric Litwin. Eric Litwin. So tune in next week for that episode. Yep. In the meantime, you can check us out on podcast stuff, you know, all the different podcast places and Spotify. <laughs> and, and Spotify. And Spotify. Uh, if you want to send us an email, no, not send storytime at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought. Of the special guest episodes, we loved them. Just to just to be frank, we loved them. It was a lot of fun. I would like to be Chris, but I also loved them. As oh, Chris. you don't want to be Frank? No, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? Um, 
So yeah, who does? Facebook. Getting a lot of angry emails from yeah. a lot of angry Franks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we'll get some emails. Um. Yeah. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.